0: Hello, everyone. We're going to do an interview about the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I'm Patrick Haynes, and I'm joined by Kristen Zimmerman. Hi. Kristen, how's it going? What's your your role at LLS?
1: I am a campaign development manager for our Light the Night walk in Western Maryland.
0: This has been an interesting year for everybody. I think I know for all the DJs, we all have a cause we support, and uh, everyone's had a turn doing a virtual event so far. Before we even talk about virtual, how have things been for LLS this year?
1: We typically have all of our events in person, and you know, Light the Night is just one of about six or seven different events that, and campaigns that we have um, within our organization. And they stem from, we have galas, we have uh, boat races, we have, um, you know, several different galas, actually, we have a campaign that's run inside schools with um, students. And all of that changed very quickly. uh, Back in March, you know, we've kind of had to pivot and figure it out. And we have done, um, you know, with our leadership team, Um, You know, they've done an amazing job of, um, you know, figuring out the best way to continue to fundraise and help us, um, you know, raise funds to uh, for our mission, which is to cure leukemia, lymphoma, Hodgkin's myeloma and improve the quality of life for patients and their families. And so it has definitely been a different year, um, but we are beginning to see a lot more uh, individuals feeling more comfortable about um, fundraising and donating.
0: And the, the mission still is maintained the same. I mean, you guys, you fund a whole bunch of research and you've done a lot of nuts and bolts stuff. I, I know in the past we've mentioned that LS helps with like little things like parking tickets here and there. The money is still going towards all those things, correct?
1: Absolutely. And actually, I'm glad you kind of mentioned that because um, with COVID, it really has affected a lot of our patients. Our patients are feeling it probably a lot harder than, you know, just an, you know the average person, um, healthy person, I should say. But we have developed the COVID-19 Emergency Patient Aid Fund that was launched back on April 1st, and it went through the end of June. And what this program did um, is blood cancer patients, they had to apply for it online through our website, and they were eligible for $250 to just help with some financial hardship things, such as groceries, um, rent, mortgage, utilities, things like that. And so through the organization, we paid out $5 million in financial relief to over 19,000 blood cancer patients across the country um, during that time period. And for Maryland, that was over 300 patients at over $62,000, just another arm of what we did, um, you know, for our patients this year going through COVID and they did not need to have a COVID diagnosis. You know, it was just for to help, just help them with some of the hardships that they're going through financially.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, like there's a lot of things that people got to do from home and do that, but those treatments, you still had to get those treatments. You still had to go in person. So I'm glad that LLS stepped up and helped in that case. Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked a little bit about that. Let's talk about this weekend virtual this year. Last year, I mean, as I emceed I in the past, so I kind of have some of that stuff glued into my brain, like, what is the virtual event like? Because we had the Remembrance Pavilion, the Kids Zone, there was like all these different elements. Mm-hmm. What's gone virtual? What hasn't? What are we doing?
1: You know, I'm really excited about this year is as we, like I mentioned, we had a pivot and what we did was we really joined forces with the entire state of Maryland. And right now calling ourselves greater Maryland, because we have decided to combine both our Western Maryland walk with our Baltimore walk virtually on one evening. So it will be from Saturday at seven o'clock. We will from seven to eight, and we're going to have still all the same aspects that you just mentioned. So. The three biggest parts of our our event experience are um, the Remembrance Pavilion where people can go in when we're in person, you can go in and write a note or post a picture on the stands inside the dome, light a candle for somebody that you're walking in memory of that unfortunately had passed away. But we still have that virtually now this year. And so you'll be online on a website that you'll be able to go into and enter Virtually into, excuse me, the remembrance pavilion, and do the same thing, and leave a message and a note, and it will post into that virtual remembrance pavilion. Um, one of the other aspects is our circle of survivors and this is a just a super memorable experience right at the beginning of our opening ceremony in front of the stage where we have a space set up out in front of the stage where we welcome all of our survivors and our patients into this area very sacred area where they will light their lanterns and lift them up as a big beam of light does shoot up into the sky and again this is going to happen virtually as well. So there is a area for that where survivors can click on it and enter into it and they will be able to post and, you know, raise their lantern, you know, and we have a lot of augmented reality functions Throughout the whole experience, we do have a kid zone that you'll be able to navigate through this website, and you know, go in there and take pictures and you know, um, do different um, selfies and post that to our social media. And we will have, as we do, so about seven fifteen, we will have a, a opening ceremony virtually with various videos that from stories about a survivor, stories about the community who's supporting, and stories about somebody that. You know, somebody has lost. All those are still aspects of our opening ceremony that we usually have in person, where we are recognizing one person that is, you know, holding each one of our different colored lanterns. From the white survivor, the community is red, and our remembrance is yellow. And so, you will see that in a opening ceremony video. We have messages from our local area leaders, from our corporate walk chair Jake Miller in Baltimore, our corporate walk chair Mary Pat Kalina in Western Maryland. They have messages on this website that um, we will be sharing with everybody as well that everybody can, you know, go and play and listen to. And then um, so the opening ceremony will start at 715 and last until about 730. And then at 730, we just have a call to action where we're asking all of our participants to go out and walk in your neighborhood. Um, You know, go walk around the block, walk around to the corner, walk to the corner and back, you know, whatever you can do and you're able to do. Um, carry your lantern, you know, turn those lanterns on, carry them with you, raise awareness for your neighborhood. You're going to probably have people come out and ask questions and share with them what we're doing and why we're lighting the night on Saturday.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. I, I um, was curious if there was going to be a walk-walk part of it.
1: We're trying to encourage people to walk just, just about 10 minutes because then we want you to come back at 7.40 and cel- <coughs> excuse me celebrate with us. Um, socially, we're going to be doing a lot. To, you're able to take selfies, there will be a um, a fireworks show virtually as well. So being able to take pictures of you with the fireworks going, it's this augmented reality is really exciting. It's really cool. So just really excited for people to experience it, even though it is virtual. I know we're all sad not to be together, but, you know, it's still going to be an amazing experience, and I'm really excited for everybody to be able to experience it themselves. You know, we've been talking a lot about it, and I'm, I'm excited that it's here for everybody to be a part of it.
0: And I'm happy that we're going to be able to hear those stories again. I think it's important for people uh, to be able to hear the stories. I mean, from the years we've done it, I still remember Kevin, I think, from the first year that I hosted mm-hmm. his story of coming up, I think, from Brazil to get treatment yeah. in the States was incredible. Uh, last year, you had the survivor, the girl who read that poem about dragons. Like there's there's mm-hmm. stuff that sticks in your heart, that sticks in your mind, that helps remind you that any of the people that you could meet, you could always meet someone that's been touched by LLS. And I'm excited that's still happening yeah. this weekend.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I may not know somebody who has been touched by blood cancer, um, but I'm pretty confident everybody who is going to, be a, you know, hear this and, you know, be a part of this, you've probably known somebody who's been affected by breast cancer, prostate cancer, arthritis, diabetes. And just to know, um, I think it's really incredible to, you know, through all this research and fundraising that we do, you know, LLS has played a role in advancing and getting 56 out of 66 FDA-approved drugs just since 2017. And just to put that into perspective, prior to 2017, in a given year, you may see two to four drugs approved by the FDA. So it's really incredible what's just happened since 2017. And it's thanks to events like this and, you know, everybody out in the community that is being so generous and, you know. Making donations to such a great cause, and so a lot of these drugs are also being used for other diseases like breast cancer, arthritis, and things like that. And also, they just a um, we have this AML project um, project that they've been working on for several years now. And they're actually mirroring that to help with COVID patients um, that have also had blood cancer. So there's just so many things that are happening as a result of all of our research and funding. And like I said, it's just a huge thanks to everybody in the community and, you know, that's supporting such a great cause.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I, I suggest anyone who hasn't had a chance to see any of the physical events or if you've gone to the past, make sure to be a part of this. Uh, I can honestly say I feel like I'm better for having met everyone over at LLS and everyone that's been involved in that. Uh, we've done the pancake days. I've seen the Novak, seeing mm-hmm. the families that are there. Yeah. It's It's such an incredible, incredible event, incredible group of people. Thank you
1: so much. I appreciate that.
0: All righty, so we'll be there this weekend, uh, Saturday, and, and the good news for some people that have been to some of the past ones, sometimes it's been a little chilly, so uh, after mm-hmm. your walk, you can actually bundle up and have some hot cocoa, maybe some blankets, <laughs> and enjoy the rest yep, of absolutely. the celebration.
1: And the comfort of your own home.
0: <laughs> exactly. Getting us all excited for whatever form takes us in the future. We just know that regardless of what happens, uh, cancer's not going anywhere, unfortunately, so we need organizations like LLS.
1: Absolutely.
0: And what's your guys' tagline, Uh, when we walk? It's something like that, right?
1: Yeah, when we walk, cancer runs.
0: Boom, I love it. All right, thank you so much for your time.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate it.